Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Or the Boards podcast. My name is Matthew Duke here in studio with Jay Ashdown and Vinny Cristiano. Today we are going to discuss the Sabres and how they are good this year as opposed to last year. <laughs> um, we are going to talk about underrated players in each division and much more going on in the league. So for today's episode of the Over the Boards podcast, let's go. What's up, fellas? All right, cool. Yeah, woo. Hey, Matt. All right, what's up, fellas? Hey. Um, what's up? How are we? <laughs> I'm good. How are I'm you? Good. I'm, I'm good. I'm having trouble breathing today for some reason. I don't That's know not good. I woke up this morning. Breathing like, is I important. I can't breathe. <laughs> it's really weird. So on the whole way to the, the car right here, I was like, wow, it's like really hard. I should maybe uh, get that checked out. But I'm not. I'm here yeah. instead talking and wasting breath. It's good. Anybody out there, because it's getting harder and harder to breathe. Okay. Um, who sings that? <laughs> Maroon Five. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I heard it. I just didn't. Whatever. I'm. That's what it is. Okay. Hockey yeah. is cool. Hockey is cool. I'm especially That's why yes, hockey, hockey is cool. That's why we're here. It's, yeah. Because we think hockey is cool. Believe it or not, this isn't you know a double-breasted um, suit podcast. This isn't an NHL podcast. Yeah. I wish it was a double. I wish we had a double-breasted. Maybe that'll be my project for next year. Is getting a, a men's football podcast. I'm thinking podcast. about. I don't think. I think the friends that I have. Call would be gone. all three of them. Call yeah. it the Haberdashery. They're podcast. sitting. They're sitting in this room right now, <laughs> and then maybe maybe no one. Call, <laughs> call it the Haberdashery podcast. That'd be awesome. That's yeah. a great name. I'm thinking about actually starting like a Survivor podcast. Yeah, show Survivor. Oh, you should like actually you do meant, like you're gonna have like, like you're a, gonna be like bear, a a you're gonna be bear grills. I podcast. haven't died yet. <laughs> you're gonna be bear grills without the cameras. So you're just like <laughs> day four. <laughs> day four. I'm sitting here under a log. No animals have attacked me. <laughs> I'm just chewing on a bat. Jay, are you done with the podcast room yet? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I've been in here for 23 hours. All right. How about we talk about some hockey? Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the Sabres. Sabres, all right. We, we are awesome. We, they, we they, are based in Buffalo. They are so, so good at hockey. They're really, really they are good. really, really good. They are so good at hockey. They, they, they did such a great job in the off season at addressing so many different needs, but they did it in the most efficient way possible by not giving up too many assets to do so and by not spending like the big money to do it either. Like Colin Miller, great trade. That was huge. Great he's trade. He's played amazing for them so far. Yeah, he's he's, he's been, been terrific. Thrilling. He, he, he made uh, Ristolina completely expandable. Which is great because... Which is funny because then Rist- they took him off the trade market. They took him off the trade market because he's been playing well. Yeah. But if anything changes and they feel that they have any other needs, yeah. they can put them right back well, on because they've had like, so many other defensemen. When you think about we have this, too many good defensemen. What? Yeah, Yoki Haru, too. Right. Yeah. When you look at the Sabres' defensive core right now, the depth-wise is one of the most impressive in the league. Suddenly. It's it was not like that last year. I mean, when you consider how well the defense is playing now, our seventh defenseman is Marco Scandella. Our third pairing is just like... Okay, you know, it's depends, I guess, what you can say. Like, our first pairing is is McCabe and Risto, or is it is it is it Darlene? And is it like we we have, you know, Yuki, how are you obviously like a third pairing guy right now? But like, but he, he'd rep- be a second pairing guy on probably like 20 NHL w- teams w- right you now. You know, but who else is coming back? 
Zach Bogosian is still on the IR. Zach is going to be sitting in the press box, and he was probably one of the better defensemen last year. Brandon Montour is still not playing for the Sabres yep. right now. Yeah. The depth is unreal. I somebody mean, else is still out, isn't there? Yeah. I Matt Hunwick. <laughs> <laughs> you are, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I can't think of who it is. I mean, but like you like you said, I mean, I mean they Pilot, have, Lawrence Pilot. Yeah. He's but hurt they too, have he's such, hurt too, isn't he? I mean, he's down technically on the Americans oh. because there's just not a spot for him right, right. now. And if even if they needed another NHL guy, let's say all of them got hurt. You look at the Rochester Americans, right? It's and you have Casey Will Nelson. you have Casey Nelson, Casey Fitzgerald, Will Borgen. I mean, there's good hockey players in this organization now. Yeah. Which is amazing. Our defense is ridiculous. I really, I, I, which is something that you, I haven't. I, I, when was the last time you could say that about the Sabers? I honestly have no was idea. Was it, was it when you had Yaroslav Spachek and Brian Campbell and, you know, and Teppo Newman? God, those are names Tony, that I haven't heard. Tony Lundin, Henrik Tillander, like those are guys oh, that Spachek brought back like ten year old I wore, memories. <laughs> I wore, I wore number six one year when I played select hockey in the town for. Just because I like Yaroslav Spachek <laughs> for a year, I, I don't know why I, I like Brian Campbell better in hindsight, but I just right. wanted to be sick. Who knows why? Uh, I didn't want to. Maybe be they didn't offer fifty-one. I'm just kidding. They probably did. You know what? They actually, I think they did. The numbers just went up to twenty-two, so I picked yeah. Spachek instead of Campbell. I don't know though. I always loved Brian Campbell. Who knows? Brian Campbell was awesome. The yeah. Remember when he laid out R.J. Umber? That's the reason yeah. I started playing hockey. I mean, <laughs> R.J. Umberger from the Ohio State University. The, the reason that I started playing hockey is because my dad let me stay up late to watch that game. Breer scored in overtime, and and Brian Campbell murdered R.J. Umberger. And if you look at that hit, that hit would not fly in the league now. I mean, he it was a, it's such for, a clean hit, but like it's yeah. just like, like that's chest. a classic hockey hit. I mean, his shoulder went into his jaw just because uh. our Umberger's. Like down Six, four. and and <laughs> Campbell, but I mean it's it's not interfer- it wasn't interference it wasn't charging it it wasn't re- it was just good hit. That's like but the other thing. Today in today's NHL, they would probably suspend him for that. Yeah, and R.J. Umberger was dead. Yeah, if you asked him where he went to college, he would not be able to say the Ohio State University. He'd right probably be that. like the. Alabama well, I mean, if you listen to that, that's tied. one. That's one of the few. <laughs> that's one of the few. Um, hockey moments for the Sabers that I actually prefer not listening to Rick Jenneret's call for that. I like the the like the national broadcast yeah. for that one. And uh, what was it like on OLN or what? Yeah, it was OLN. Yeah. It was the I can't think of his name. It was the Caps guy. Yeah, he's really good. He is. I love really the Caps guy. Yeah, but he is like when he says like the the color commentator is like that is not a gaze of somebody who's with us right now. It's <laughs> like yeah, man, he's, he's <laughs> like, cooked. <laughs> you see him like struggling yeah, to breathe. He was laying the ice. Like, he was like, "What just happened, man?" You just see his eyes glazed. Over yeah, his de- his defensive partner probably had to buy him like some ice cream or something after, or not his defensive partner. His defenseman at the time who gave him that terrible pass, the suey pass. Fry <laughs> was, was like, "Sorry, buddy, I just I just made you lose about twelve IQ points on that one." That's oh my god! That that like just seeing him on the ice though like reminded me of like the Paul Korea hit like when he was yeah. laying on the ice. The, like, the, the, and eerily that's similar. one of my favorite hockey moments ever is the Paul Korea. And then hit. he comes back and he, and he the just scores. Off, game. That was a rifle! Yeah. Oh my god! That's one of the coolest things when the announcers like saying he, the announcer goes crazy because he knows that this is one of the coolest things to ever see. And he's say he, when he does the whole off the off the floor on the board thing yes. and Paul Korea is just like. 
yeah, and he still can't probably remember oh, what man, he floor, breakfast over man the can, boards. Man can walk. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Man, <laughs> man can walk, and then he comes in and just rips a rifle. I mean, he yeah. he got absolutely blindsided by Scott Stevens. That was a interference. B hit to the head. I mean, it's that was a really bad hit. But Scott and C, it was classic. Scott Stevens. Scott Stevens. <laughs> and then he came back in the third period, and they were up at least, which is good. I mean, it would. They were know, up like three one. They at were that up. Point. I think it was four one. They were up three one. That goal made. Then it the goal made it four one. Okay, I couldn't remember if the if the goal made it five one or four one. But yeah, it, it. But that was reminiscent of that. Just, but this the hit. The crowd was more excited about the hit than that. Well, they were in New Jersey, or f- the New Jersey fans really were kind of like you know. Well, they were, it was in Anaheim, right? So well, that's like what I mean. Was like, it was like, tough. No, to... our best player died. Then <laughs> he came back, and it was the coolest and, and thing. The, yeah, ever. Was... and it was a dirty hit. Yeah. That, well, yeah, Brian Campbell was... just put his shoulder into the that's dude. And yeah. It's not Brian Campbell's way. fault that R.J. Umberger is like six four. Yeah. You mean so. five four? Six. Six five, four. four. R.J. Umberger is huge. Well, I don't know. I didn't. Brian Campbell is also I didn't huge. understand what you meant by that. Like, Brian Campbell put his shoulder and I don't know. Whatever. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what anybody's saying. It's a, it's a, it's a podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go to sleep. You guys can keep going. I miss Gary Thorne. Gary oh, Thorne was a good announcer. I did also, like, enjoy Gary Thorne. How big is Brian Campbell? Brian Campbell's only 5'10? Yeah. Oh. Huh. Jember's 6'4, Jay says. Yeah. I'm gonna. Alright. We don't have a ton of time today, so let's move on. Because the Sabres are good. We talked about them. He's 6'2. Oh, well. Close enough. You're not close at all. No, I'm just kidding. I was a lot farther away. I could, didn't understand what you were talking about. I just. You're like 5'4? This guy was Nathan <laughs> Gerby? <laughs> Nathan Gerby's been playing great, man, this year. Uh, yeah, for the Monsters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you know who else is a wagon? The Avs. Yes. And Rantanen's out. They are good. They are very good. And this is a big test for them to see what they can do without Miko Rantanen for an extended period of time. He's considered week to week after what looked like an awful injury. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. It looked like his like leg turned backwards. So if he's only out for just like... A few weeks, he's an animal because it did not look good. No, but they're playing really well. They still they have good goaltending from Philip Grubauer. But the the big question for them going into the season was how they're going to, get, what kind of goaltending were they going to get? Not just from Grubauer, but losing Varlamov, they're going with Pavel Francouz as their backup, which is a guy that I had never heard of. <laughs> he's like a 29 year old that hasn't played an NHL game before, and he looks good. Like he looks like legitimately good. Like he could be a good backup. So they're getting good goaltending for both those guys. Their defense is really insane. Kale McCarr is a very good player. Yeah, he's going to be for a very long time. Yes, he will be. Yeah. Yeah, the Avs still have a lot of pieces, even though they lost a very big one. Yeah. Um, they still got right, a lot of just pieces. Twisted that could be his good. ankle, right? Like it was like like essentially he didn't like it wasn't like a bone thing. From what I'm hearing, it was not anything not bone, bone related. related. Because I was gonna say that looked like his skates were like too sharp and it. Just give it a little twist. See, but that could be bad if it's not a bone thing, because then that means that's like a muscle or ligament it's thing. It's not a muscle or ligament it's thing. It's not? No, because that would end the season. Yeah, that's true. It's only week to week, so. It's like, like a high ankle sprain or mid ankle sprain or 
that's what I'm thinking it actually is. I mean, that's what I mean. Eichel missed 21 games because of a high ankle sprain. I mean, that he got before the season season even started two years ago. So, er, yeah, two years ago. But, yeah, I mean, and that's like that's like best case scenario for the Avs after seeing something like that. If, yeah. he, if if Ranson misses like 30 to 40 games, you can live with that. Yeah, that's still a long time though. It is I a, mean, long, that's a time. long time. When you consider it in perspective, I mean, if he's week to week, it's like half the NHL season. That's like it is. But yeah. you know, you've already started off your. Arguably one of the best teams in the league. You've got a ton of depth because they won out and made a lot of moves this offseason. Um, so I don't think they should be that worried about it. The main concern for them is are you going to have them for the playoffs because that's when you really need them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll get, I'm, they'll, get, they'll get there and they, they'll be okay. He won't be – I imagine he'd probably come back with uh, this December? December or January. Maybe maybe even earlier, but I, I mean, yeah. if I'm the Avs, I'm not rushing them. Yeah. Well, we'll see how they do. They are third in the NHL right now with 15 points. They're tied with Edmonton. Edmonton, man. Edmonton, yes. Edmonton, That's a good man. segment. They are off to a hot start. Um, Dave Tippett in his first year. Looking pretty great with that team. Yeah. Uh, is is their success sustainable? Yes. I don't, th- I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't as I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast at the beginning of the year, but I still don't trust their goaltending situation. Yes, I don't. It's it's similar. It's like the opposite of Anaheim for me. Yes, Anaheim's early success. Now they are like fourth in the Pacific, and the Pacific is probably the, I guess you could say the strongest division. The all the way in terms, right of now, in terms of standings, standings wise, wise yes. you know, I don't want to meet like I'm not saying the Kings are better than. You know, whatever. But anywho, um, Anaheim looked good. They were doing really well, largely because of John Gibson. Yes. I don't think it's sustainable simply because, you know, John, John Gibson can't you win can't you yeah. enough games to make the piece. John Gibson can't win you 105 points, you know? Right. But he, and, and we also saw him get hurt last year. You can't rely on, on a goalie just to – we saw Cam Talbot get burned out a couple of years ago, and he hasn't been the same when he started 73 games for the Oilers. So, right. like, the last thing you want to do is do that to get John Gibson. Exactly. So, And I think even if Anaheim somehow makes the playoffs, they don't have enough talent up no. front, which I don't think is going to happen in the first place. Right. But they don't have enough talent that we win around. I they'd probably. I think they maybe five. They lose in five games to whoever they're playing, the Avs, you know. I mean, if you got John Gibson in that, and he's – Healthy in a playoff series, you always have a chance. But right, but it's like what, who, like how good is Jakob Silverberg, and you know how good is, like, I mean, your like, top two players are Silverberg and Getzlaff, and you got a lot of young pieces. But yeah, but I don't think Getzlaff's I, not. Yeah, Getzlaff's kind of out of his prime. He's still good, but he's not really good enough to win them a series. I don't think they have the overall talent no. in, the, in the front. You it's know? just that John Gibson's so good, he could steal you a series. But that's not the point. Uh, I, I, the I Oilers, think, I agree with you, are like that opposite scenario, though. Right. They're front, like, like, they have Connor McDavid, and he will be good throughout the whole year. Yes. They you have Leon Dreisaitl, who's good. James Neal, if he continues to play as well as he's playing right Which now. I, think he can, I do think James Neal's success is yeah. sustainable. But, and I mean, you do have you do have Mike Smith, but I, and he's he's shown that he can be good, and he can be above average. But I also, like, Miko Koskinen is, like, you know, 
I don't think he's really proven to me yet that he can. Yeah, we just, we just haven't seen enough of him. Yeah. The other thing is, like, we haven't seen enough consistency from Mike Smith really since his Arizona days to trust him as that number one guy. Certainly we didn't see it in Calgary. Right. No. And <coughs> I said I do think it's sustainable. Um, obviously, I could uh, be wrong. We could all be wrong. They could. I don't know. Be me, weird. Me and Vinny analyze a lot of things in in our minds correctly, and then they don't happen, and you're on the opposite side. Yeah, as, I don't. As shown in the playoffs by last year, so yeah. yeah. The so, Oilers might win a hundred games. So my <laughs> my thought process is, my thought process is, I don't think Anaheim's success is sustainable because John Gibson will get burned out. But contrary to that, you're relying on a couple guys who can rest throughout the game. Um, and then, I don't know, you just have, like, a few guys. It's more than – you're spreading out the wealth almost. Like, you're yeah. not relying on just one guy. You have a group of guys you're relying on. So I think that uh, it'll be harder for them to burn out over the 82 games. I do think that if they do make the playoffs that they won't get past the first round. But I do think their success is somewhat sustainable. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how their goaltending plays in the playoffs because I think Connor McDavid – I think James Neal, Connor McDavid, and Leon Dreisaitl can win you – I think you can, they can win you four games in the playoffs – Depending on who you're playing, especially in the West, with the way the West breaks down, you know I, right. I don't. Uh, and of course, injuries play a factor. Somebody could get injured on the Edmonton. Nobody can get injured on Edmonton, and suddenly you're playing. Maybe you play Colorado. Rantanen maybe for some reason gets hurt again. He misses the whole year. Uh, you know, I obviously hope that doesn't happen. But my point being, that we, really just anything can know. still happen. Really but I know. still think at this point, it just the Edmonton, Edmonton doesn't really. I don't think it's sustainable for them to be fourth in the league right now. I mean, they might sneak into a wild card spot if but they the, play. But this kind of success is definitely not sustainable. Yeah, I don't think this is they sustainable. They could make the I, – they do have a little bit of that Sabres feel to them from last year. Mm. Yeah. In my opinion. But, yeah. again, I it might – that might it might just be attributed to us. I always think Edmonton is so bad, and suddenly they're not bad, and you're just like, this it, is it, so It's not really fast. even that, though, because, like, we talk about the top end of their, like, talent, like – you know, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, Alex Chason's played well for them, James Neal. Their depth sucks. <laughs> Their depth sucks. It's not yeah, very good. That's fair. Like, so if so, it's the same scenario. That's the other thing. Like, what happens if one of those top guns goes down? Yeah. Who are they going to rely on? Yeah. yeah. Somebody would have to step up big time, and they just don't have it. Unless they make a trade. Which they're right. known for not well. They were used to be known for not doing such a great job with that, but well, but now Peter Shirelli's gone, so yeah. we can <laughs> breathe yeah, a little bit. Take, yeah, they, they can Edmonton breathe a little bit. Relax. Ken, a little Ken bit. Holland's uh, he's a good GM. Yeah, but yeah, like I just don't. I don't think that their success is that sustainable. A team in their division that I do think their success is t- sustainable, actually, although I didn't pick them to make it to the playoffs. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks are six three and zero. I think Travis Green is a really good coach, and I like the upgrades they made. They're a very young team. You add J T. Miller to the mix of uh, young core with Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser. You still got veterans like Alex Edler there. Uh, Bo Horvat was just named captain, and the young kid Quinn Hughes, very very electric, very good player. Yeah. So. I think that their success could be sustainable. And I also like their goaltending situation. Uh, Jacob Markstrom really finally stepped up last year and showed that he could play like a true number one goaltender. But Thatcher Demko is also a stud. 
and he is on his way to being one of the best ones in the league. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Vancouver is very gritty. I I like to see Vancouver doing well because I pre- predicted a them to make the playoffs and b Travis Green to win um, the Jack Adams Award. So I do think, like you mentioned, I think their su- success is sustainable. I think they have a little bit more depth, a little more goaltending help than Edmonton. Right now, they're sitting in third in the Pacific behind Vegas. I think everybody knows that Vegas is good, especially with Marc-Andre Fleury. So really, oh, He's insane. I honestly, I wish I had really settled in and picked him for the Vesna because I wanted to, but I was afraid that that was too cookie-cutter. And I, well, and then, of course, I went with Ben Bishop, but who's been playing <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Marc-Andre Fleury is too cur- cookie-cutter. <laughs> ben Bishop. <laughs> but no, I think my reasoning behind that, like the way my brain worked when we made those picks, was like I didn't trust Mark Andre Fleury to win it because I didn't feel like people really trusted him enough with like how Vegas is. I feel like it'd be really tough to pick somebody from Vegas still for an award like that. But I really made a mistake in, in, in my <laughs> picks. I mean, if you, I was regretful. I didn't really want to pick Bishop, but it seemed like the logical thing. I mean, he's been one of the best goaltenders in the league for the past for several years. For a long years. time, yeah. So it makes sense if you're picking for awards to pick one of the best goaltenders in the league. He's also like 100 feet again. tall. But yeah. Dallas, of course, not really helping him out at all this year. They've they've been y- a little bit yikes. 3-7-1. and one. They're fifth in the Central right now. Um, well, they're both in the last well, two games. That's true. Wait, what? Dallas. Dallas? Yeah. What did you say? What did you just say? I didn't hear what you said. They, they won the last two games. Oh, they, oh I thought you said they've, they've only to... lost two games. Yeah, I said, no, that's a seven that. in the last no, column. No, I said they've lost their last they've, two they've, games. They've, they won their last two games. Yeah, you're right. So, th- I mean. I heard what you heard. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you said they've only lost no. two games. It's, that's what it sounded like. But regardless, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. We know what you meant. And, and it's a good thing we have it on recording so you can go back and hear it's it It's early afterwards. in the season. <laughs> we're about, what, we're a little under an eighth of the way through the year. Exactly. And. I mean, they can do a whole lot of things. I mean, I we I think Jay, you predicted them to finish what second in the central, or at least make it. I may have had for. Or did you have them winning the central? Because I mean, you you uh, you and I talked about liking Dallas at the, the beginning start. of the season. Yeah, 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 I had them winning the central. Yeah. So, but or do you mean the yeah? So, I mean, there's still a lot of time left. I mean, they've only played 11 games. They have 71 more games left. Yeah, it's too early to panic on them. Um, I, I don't think their lack of success is sustainable. <laughs> so, And that's absolutely fair. They are in a tough division, though. I mean, Colorado, Nashville, St. Louis, and Winnipeg are all in front of them right now. Winnipeg, I'd imagine, is the first team we'd expect them to leapfrog just because of Winnipeg's um, lacking on defense. But they yeah, are 5-6. Okay. They're, and they're six. one injury away from having an American Hockey League caliber defense. Um <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, they are – their goal differential is not really that much different than anybody else. They have allowed the most goals in the Central Division with 36. They're not too far ahead of Dallas and uh, Nashville, who have allowed 32. And Winnipeg scored Pecorine. 30. So, I mean, it's – you know, now a team that does scare me from that division, a team that not really scares me, I should mean that, like, the, their lack of success is – like wow, is Minnesota is terrible. <laughs> Minnesota's bad. Minnesota's awful. Um, but you know, still, lot, still a lot of time left. They so might not the be thing, that bad. Minnesota's in like the worst position possible. They they cannot rebuild because of the suitor and 
Parise contracts. They're not good enough to win a championship and compete, but they're also in such a bad salary cap situation, nobody's going to touch those contracts, or at least you're definitely not going to get great value. Like, you may be able to get a trade for Ryan Suter, but you're going to be selling him pennies on a dollar just because of the length of the contract. But the Wild have Alex Stalock. <laughs> oh, boy. This is what happens when I try to be serious. All right. I just like, bring and you a right guy back. whose nickname is Duke is on my podcast. Oh, I just bring it right back down. It's awesome. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. But, yeah, they're, like, in a crappy situation where it's, yes. like, Paul Fenton last year was awful as a GM in his yeah. one year. Like, you know how bad you have to be to get fired after one, one year. year? Yeah, it's as not, a not GM. impressive at all. Yeah. <laughs> Trading Nino Niederreiter for Victor Rast. That was a horrible trade. That's a great trade. For the other team. <laughs> it, it, is. Uh-huh. it is. It is a great trade. <laughs> this is not a great trade for both sides. No. I assure you that. That was a horrible trade. That trade you happened. You have the whole Jason Zucker thing for about a year where you're not sure if you're going to trade him or not. You don't know if he's still going to be a member of the team. He's still there. It's kind of an awkward situation. Devin Dubnik hasn't been playing that well. Like, yeah. They they're gonna have to sell some of these like older pieces, but they're not gonna be able to get the, rid of the Parise contract. Yeah, they're and gonna that's have to gonna... Take, they're gonna have to take a huge step backwards before they can take any steps forward. Yeah. Yeah. Which is gonna be terrible because they're that's not what Minnesota is the state of hockey. I mean, they're not used to that. They just, just signed Zuccarello to a long term deal too. Yeah. With the expectation that they were gonna win. Yeah. So well, they are in a really – and it's a no-movement clause, too. Yeah, which is tough. That really puts them in so a tough spot, that, that's a, as it does. That's, that's three contracts it, right there that you almost can't move. Yeah. But the, the I think, like, if you get a couple guys to really step up, like Anaheim, if you get Dubnik to start playing like John Gibson, is Dubnik John Gibson? No. No. It's John Gibson. He's, he's a good goalie. But he's been a good goalie for years. He's I mean, a top 15 goalie. So if you get him to step up, play well for a little while, I mean, that could win you some games, and then maybe you slide into a wild card spot. But the only problem is, though, they're not good enough, like you mentioned. They're still not good enough to win a cup, which is the You're only just... thing they're set up to do contract-wise. Yes. They're set, yeah. up, they're set up like a team that's supposed to have a good enough core to win a Stanley Cup. They're nowhere near good enough to even make the playoffs right now. Bruce Boudreaux's on the hot seat. Maybe they need to fire Bruce Boudreaux and, and try and see and go from there. Yeah, but, really like, even, like, what does making the playoffs at this point even do for you? Yeah. I have no idea. You, you just remain stagnant in, in what you want to do, and you just got to hope that you draft well. And you got to keep Alex Stalock. <laughs> okay, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> You're so obnoxious. <laughs> oh my god okay random nhl team i would, I, would I just sent you a text jay so oh i, I oh this is breaking news not hockey related uh phillies reportedly hired joe, joe girardi yeah really joe girardi to wow. the phillies oh and the Cubs i thought just... he was gonna go to the mets Really? Did you see who's got twenty-five to one odds to be the uh, uh, Mets' next manager? Madden. I have no idea. Terry Collins. <laughs> 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 Do you imagine they just bring it back? 
Do you see the Cubs hired David Ross too? Yeah, yeah, I love that hire. That's, That's a cool good hire. hire. That's cool for the team, you know. Yeah. I mean, he was. I, I like. They love Ross. fan favorite. That's yeah. the players are gonna love him. It's gonna Absolutely. be absolutely. All right. So. All right. Did you respond to my text here, Jay? I didn't respond to it. But you did. But you know, uh, I'm looking. Just I just want to be on the same page with you here. Oh my word! All right. So I'm gonna pull up their roster right Please now. Please pick the Quebec Nordiques. Please name me as many players as you can on the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> There's one glaring one that you need to get if you don't get yeah, it. Yeah, if you don't so get one. Yourself. I'd imagine you could probably get. See, now I don't know right if people got traded. All right. I'm just going to guess. Just and go. It couldn't be just any go. worse right. than me saying you're If you say Shane Dome, though, you're an I'm idiot. I'm not. Auntie Ranta. Yes. Okay, right, good, good, good one. Good, good, good. One. Um, Kemper? Yes. Yes. Nice. See, you got Work. the Let's go. You got the You knocked one out. Let's go. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Paul Bizant. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, <laughs> that was good. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a half a point for that one. That's yeah, he's in. He's in the broadcast booth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Well, screw it. Let's count. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll, he, you know what? Really Go for it. Sure. Um, I'll take it. Oh yeah. God. There should be. I, just, you should get at least. There's two one that there. you're. That, there's a big yeah. one that you're missing. Right and now. then there's another they one. They traded. They traded somebody for somebody, right? Like, yes. Kind of a big name. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what measure is that? Eight seventy-five. All right. All right. Fill the throw. Fill the throw. Yes. All right. Phil Castle. Okay. All right. You. Uh, I caught myself. I don't think. I don't think I said that. I'm gonna have to. I'll have to watch the tape. Put. A, I'll put. I'm not gonna edit. I'm not gonna cut it. That's too much work. I'll just put a sound in there. I'll do the the horn thing. <laughs> Good work, dude. Keep going. I only said two of the four letters in that four-letter word. <laughs> oh, fudge. Please keep going. Actually, I, I, say said, fudge. I said it. <laughs> All right, keep going. That was, that's funny. All right. Um, I'm sorry. All right. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. They just signed one of their big-name players to an extension. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know that. Um can you think of their captain? Do you know who their captain is? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. They, they, they named him. That's right. That's right. Couldn't remember if they named him or not. Mm. He's probably he's one of the, probably the longest tenured players on the Coyotes. Now. He, he's been there for like over a decade. Yeah. Wow. He's got a long last name. Yes. Long last name? Yeah. Ackman Larson. Yes. yes. Let's go. There you go. Um, I don't think – you might be able to get one of their assistant captains. His last name ends the same way. Larson? It, it ends in arson, essentially. <laughs> what are you accusing him of, Vinny? <laughs> he, he used to play on the Blackhawks. I honestly don't know. Nicholas Helmarsson was the one I'm yeah, trying Johnson. to say. Yeah, Johnson. Uh, Kial Marson. I'm going to continue to pronounce his name. Canadian, a Scandinavian clown. Pajong. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's right. uh, one used to play for the Rangers. Oh God, I know this one too. Um, McDonough? No. Nope. No. He retired. Yeah. No, sorry, that's not McDonough. That's no. <laughs> McDonough. <That's>, no. <laughs> no that's McDonough's in Columbus, isn't he? No, he's <laughs> in Tampa. Uh, I did know that. Oh yeah, no, because because the Rangers were Tampa's farm team. Because they had uh, 
they had a bunch of players who used to play. They had play. Callahan. Yeah. McDonough, JT Miller. They now have Kevin Shattenkirk. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, Ryan Callahan is the one I was thinking of, not Ryan McDonough. Yeah. That's close enough. Okay, At least the first names are the Ryan. same. Ryan played for the Rangers. I, I have no idea. And he did play Derek for the Ryan. He played for the Rangers, too, and the, and the Lightning. So <laughs> give me some credit. I have, okay. so, I have no so idea. So you named like, I like four. You named four. five. We'll go five. five. Well, five. yeah, yeah. Two, we'll two goalies, Larson, um, Phil the Thrill. And then Bob is that yeah, there you go. So let's see, the big ones that you missed. Alex Goligoski, yep. uh Nick Schmaltz, yep. Clayton, oh, Ke- Clayton Keller. Clayton Keller is the big one. Is the big one. Michael yeah. Grabner is Michael like a, a kind of familiar name. name. Yeah. Uh, Derek Stepan is a familiar name. I should yeah. add him. I should uh, add Grabner. Alex Goligoski is another familiar name. He already said that. Oh he did? Yeah. Did he say that first? <laughs> I don't listen. Jacob Chikrin. I don't listen to Jake most of the time. No, I, I would have gotten. I should have gotten Grabner and Stepan. Really, that's okay. I have but, probably. I probably wouldn't have gotten Stepan to be honest with you. But all right, yeah. that completes the roster test. We, right. we should keep a all list. Right, we should go to. Yeah, we should keep a list of, of throughout this of like how many players he Duke knows on each of the NHL rosters. Oh, uh, real quick. Okay. Did you see that Tuukka Rask played in his fifth hundredth game? I didn't no. see that. Well, he did. Know. I did. And know. it was against the Maple Leafs. Do you want to know everything that was hysterical about it? Because it was the most awkward thing ever. What's that? So, plays in his 500th game yeah. against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. He beats the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. He gets interviewed after the game by Andrew Raycroft about it, while John Ferguson Jr. is sitting up in the Bruins press box watching the whole thing happen. Huh. That's interesting. Do you know the significance of that? Not even a little bit. Okay. I'm glad you're as lost. Of the Toronto Maple Maple I knew that. Yeah. He was traded for Andrew Raycroft. <laughs> okay. He was traded for Andrew Raycroft by John Ferguson <laughs> Jr., who's now an assistant general manager of the Bruins. That's kind of funny. That is pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it was like it was so awkward. Like watching him try to interview him too. It's like, yeah, I was the one who actually had success. He, here's another fun fact. Tuukka Rask has the most playoff wins by any Maple Leafs draft pick of all time. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Bless you. Thank you. That's funny. All right. Just tells you everything you need to know. Yes, it does. All right, we're going to move it into our... Big topic for today. This is the big which is one. we're we're gonna probably wrap up on this. Yes, yeah, we are. We are indeed. Uh, so we're gonna name the most underrated player in each division, um, based on our opinions <sighs> and other facts that we gather our opinions off of. Um, so why don't we start? Who wants to go first? Uh, I. Well, where I'm, are we gonna start? We can start. I'll go first if you want, and right. then we'll go to Duke, and then we'll go to Jay. All right. Because I feel like that that splits it up evenly enough so that we can have pretty good conversation. And about then it. when Jay rants, we have the idiot about... sandwich. Ha Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I'll start with the <laughs> Atlantic. Jay, because I'm going to stay the with the hot exactly. team in the league right now, in the Atlantic Division. Um, this guy has been impressive for a lot of years. A little bit injury trouble throughout his career. Not really too big though. He's played for. Um, four teams, and has been really a vital part of all, all four of those teams for the most part. Um, he's 
he's won the uh let's see what what am I looking at here? My computer just froze on me. Sorry. Um so right now he's a second line guy playing on the Sabres. Marcus Johansson or Johansson. I yeah. people continue to pronounce his name differently. I just go with Johansson. He's definitely an underrated player. I just got jersey at them. Ooh, very like nice. Like I had that blank jersey, I put it yeah, it looks great. That's pretty sick. But yeah, I've always liked Marcus Johansson. Yeah. Continue. I think he's underrated because of his kind of hiding behind star players for most yes, of his career. Absolutely. He played in Washington. Obviously have mm-hmm. Nicholas Backstrom, who is considered by a lot of people in the league one of the more underrated players on yes, Washington. Absolutely. Now I agree with that okay, but again that a lot of that comes because he's playing with Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. Um so, but Johansson kind of took a, a, you know, kind of a third step behind them. Then you have Ovechkin, you have Backstrom, and then it's kind of like, oh, okay, here's Marcus Johansson, who's a really good hockey player, hiding behind that. Then he moves on to New Jersey, and in New Jersey, he did kind of play a little bit in the forefront, but he only played 29 games for the Devils. So he didn't really have a chance to really kind of make his name for himself there. He goes from the Devils to the Bruins. Um, I'm sorry, he played 29 games in one season, 48 games in another season for the, the Devils. But again, didn't he only played half a season the one year and then less than half the other year. He goes on to the Bruins where he plays 10 games. Um, he kind of was quiet there, loses a little bit of value, comes to Buffalo in free agency, and so far this year has been huge for them. I mean, in overtime, his A, his puck control is great. His vision on the ice is fantastic. And the way that he helps... Jeff Skinner, who a lot of people were concerned about because we got signed to a big contract and then take him off Jack Eichel's line. I mean, a lot of people were like, well, you're setting him up to fail. Not on the line that he's on. Marcus Johansson, Jeff Skinner, and Vlad Sabatka are playing amazing. <laughs> it was just so funny that you mentioned that. Like, I mean, Sabatka really, he's been he's been doing what he needs to do on that line for them to produce. Right. That line is producing. I said it last year when everyone said they were bad. Marcus Scandella and Vladimir Spoka are not bad. I mean, when they're on a they're good team... They're not bad players. They right. have bad seasons, so... Yeah. I mean, but you'd look like Scandella played horrible for the Sabres last year. This right. year, he's in the seventh defenseman role, and he is doing a fantastic job. I mean, you can't... It helps that the team's doing great, but he just has support around him, you know? He, that's that's what you need. Didn't that's, feel like there was good structure last year. No, absolutely. And that did not help and his yeah, game at all. Yeah, our defense was just overall really, really bad. That's part of the reason that Ristolainen's kind of value went down. We had to try to move him for some forwards to get some scoring to offset the bad defensemen. The, de- the goalies played terrible. Now Carter Hutton's the best goalie in the league. Like, it's a mess. Um, moving on, I don't want to take up too much time here. I really want to rant about him because I'm super excited. Um, moving on to the Metropolitan Division. Um, I s- was debating on picking somebody else, and then I switched my pick. I'm going to go with Anders Lee. Okay, thank God. I was afraid you were going to take my pick. No, I'm not going to take your pick. Okay. Uh, Honor, that's a really good pick, though. I, I I'm like going to go with Honors Lee. Honors Lee has played for the Islanders his whole career. He's played one full season. He hasn't has had as many points as some of the other guys that I'm that I kind of was taking a look at, but he's a huge part of the Islanders team. They're a team, especially now with Barry Trotz. They go with a lot of grit. He's a grit guy. He he's impressive for them. He does his job. He does a great job. I'm sorry, he's played two full seasons. Captain for hi, captaincy for him is big. He's a great leader. So I've heard and read. And um, point-wise, I mean, last year, 51 points in 82 games, that's solid. 62 points in 82 games, solid. 52 points in 81 games, solid. And this year, he's got three points in eight games. Not really a big sample size. A lot of t- hockey left. 
but he's 29 years old. I mean, probably in his prime playing, I guess you could say. Yeah. So yeah, that he's very, very underrated, especially because the Islanders, now they don't have John Tavares, don't really have a really a big stud guy. No, anymore. and they we saw a superstar. we saw a dip in his production last year without John Tavares, but I also feel like a little bit of it has to do with the structure that the Islanders play with under Barry right. Trotz, where you're okay with sacrificing just a little bit of that offense because your goaltending, like your the structure is great in front of the goaltending. Yeah, absolutely. And then the yeah. goaltending does their job. So, like, yeah. th- that, that that team is all structure. Yeah, absolutely. So 51 points is actually very impressive for obviously yeah. last and year. And that's, like you mentioned, that, that he plays for the team. The team system works with him, and it's fantastic. Um, I don't want to spend too much time with these other two because I know you guys want to be able to get some words in. Um, for the Central Division, um, I am – going to pick the uh, defenseman from Nashville, Ryan Ellis. Ryan Ellis kind of Oh, has, you took mine. Sorry, buddy. Um, he's hid behind um, some some big, pretty big names for, for most of his career. I mean, P.K. Subban was there last year, but he didn't really have a great year. Shea Weber was there before that, and then, of course, you have um, Roman Yossi, who's the captain there. And I mean, yeah. But they have great defense. Ryan Ellis kind of underappreciated on that team, I think, and in the league in general. Michael Furland is my pick for great pick. the uh, – Pacific Division, excuse me. Uh, he was on Carolina, and he was kind of underappreciated on Carolina as well. He's also spent some time with um, Vancouver now, which is where he is, and Calgary, who was there beforehand. So uh, he, last year, 71 games, 40 points. The year before that, 41 points, 77 games. I mean, he does his job. He's a, a good player. Again, he's you know second-line, third-line guy who does he, – he's really, really productive for that, and he's valuable to that team. So those are my picks. Um, I didn't want to go with Sam Reinhart for the Atlantic almost, but I just think you can't I, – I really think you could not pick Johansson. I mean, he's just been fantastic. All right. So my pick from the Atlantic is Anthony Mantha. I oh, think, great pick. That's I think a great that, pick. That's fantastic. I think that he's very good. He's got seven goals, four assists, and ten games this year. Um, the reason he's just not well-rated is because the Red Wings are awful, but I think that he has been good for them for the last couple of years. Um Certainly he's found some chemistry with Dylan Larkin, too. Yes, he has. But um, under him, I almost picked Alexander Barkov for yes. the Atlantic Division, but I went with Monta instead because, I don't know. Barkov's a star, but he's also, like, very underrated. Yeah, yes. star. Like, some, yes. yeah. somehow. He just him. continues to be underrated. All right. Uh, <laughs> my Metro Division, I chose Tavo Taravainen. I think that he, I think that he uh, just kind of gets put in the background a little bit. Surrounded by guys like Sebastian Aho, um, Jordan Stahl, guys like that. Like they just kind of, oh, he's kind of works in the shadows, I guess. Yeah, that's a team team. Yeah. It's not only like a superstar team. Kind of right. like it's, it's kind of yeah, yeah, exactly like yeah. the Islanders. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my central pick is Philip Forsberg. Uh, I know he's kind of highly rated, but um, he's not really considered. He's not cast up in like the right the no, superstar. Yeah, yeah. So. and uh, I think that he is. Certainly worth something of that caliber. He's got five goals, three assists, and six games. That's that's impressive. That's impressive. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And then my Pacific Division, I had to go with a goalie, David Riddick. Um, Not bad. He's four three and one on the year with a two eight five goals against average, and he has a nine one two save percentage. It's pretty good. And um, I don't know. He kind of had a shaky year last year. Uh, goaltending's always been shaky for Calgary. That's what their problem was last year going to the playoffs. And uh, now he's just kind of shown up they this year. They sustain so. that. That's huge for Yeah. Them. So I think David Riddick is the underrated player from the Pacific, and those are my picks. Jago. Yeah, so I want to get through this fast, but there's a chance that I don't. So if you have to leave, just Yes, leave. I, I have to leave. Um, Jay, you can – or Vinny, one of you can close us out and then – 
Yes. Good. Thank yeah. you, Matt. Good luck right. on your exam. Thank you. Good luck on your we'll exam. We wish you all the best. So yeah. I'm going to start it off with the Metro, and I'm going to go with Jacob Slavin of the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, last three seasons, has played 82 games every year. Um, he averages every season 22 minutes and 35 seconds of ice time. Very, very important. Very physical defenseman. Great at moving the puck. He's also averaging around 32 points a season for a defenseman, which is pretty good, especially with the structure that the Carolina Hurricanes play with. We saw last year what a beast he was in the playoffs, and he's just going to continue to get better. So Slavin's the guy I'm going to pick for that. I think you might like this one. Uh, I think it's kind of an interesting one. Um, for the Atlantic, I'm going to go with Jeff Petrie. I saw his name, and I I liked that, but I I. I, yeah. I went with this guy, my hometown guy. Well, not my hometown guy, but right. so Sabres guy. The last two seasons, he played full 82 games with the Canadiens and scored 42 points in 2017-18 and then 46 in 2018-19. Very impressive right-hand shot guy. Um, he's averaging 22.04 average ice time for a defenseman which is really good. Mm-hmm. And he kind of hides, like you said about uh, Ryan Ellis, who's right. also one of my picks. I'll, I'll, I won't take long with him because yeah. we already kind of mentioned him. Yeah. But he, he's hiding behind Shea Weber. Right. So I think that that's another thing. Um, so I'm not even going to go through Ryan Ellis because we agree on that. Yep. So Jeff Petrie is my pick for that. Sorry about that, buddy. <laughs> hey, you're good. Saving us time a little bit. And then my last one from the Pacific, we mentioned him earlier, I'm going to go with Nick Jalmerson. Yeah. Nick Jalmerson's probably the top shutdown defenseman in the league. Doesn't provide much offense, but you know he's going to log a ton of minutes. You know that he's going to shut down just about every top forward of any other team. He's yeah. very strong on the puck, right. and he's been great with Chicago, and now he's great in Arizona. Need, I mean, that's the reason you, he's won three Stanley Cups. There's a, there's a, in the game of hockey, there are two big things, offense and defense. You need people to play defense, and he's one of the best. He, yeah, kind of like, like, just kind of that's terms easy enough. Of you know, pure defense, he is a top five defenseman. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree. All right. What a uh, what a great thing. Duke did. Uh, would we say he sub? Did, he did pretty well. Yeah, I I don't I don't really know how. I mean, the goalie thing was impressive. I when he hit both those goalies, I was impressed by his start. Struggled a little bit with uh, Phil the Thrill. I, I was I was talking about like his uh, list of players. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Absolutely. He did. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, with his, we'll have with to keep the track of. Was a little... We're gonna keep track of his uh, his quiz scores. Yeah. Um, well, you, you know the reason why he knows both their goalies is because I've been like on the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, you have been on the Arizona. I, I've been driving yeah, this bandwagon. Yep, you have. for about two years now. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Um. We're uh, we talk about a lot of hockey, and hockey's awesome. And we're going to continue talking about hockey, uh, with our other podcast, yes, the Frozen Podcast, which we're just about to get to. Yes, we are. But we are going to wrap this one up. So thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. It makes our day. Yes, it does. I don't have anything else exciting in my day. You're, besides you're, this. you're the reason we get these paychecks. That's that the we don't reason get. I wake up in the morning. Yep. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I would not wake up at 8 o'clock on a Thursday when my first class is at 
for any other reason. Yep. Because yeah. if I could, I would sleep in until about one. I absolutely agree. Yeah. So hockey? Yeah, hockey. It's a great trade for both sides. Absolutely. So, again, thank you so much for listening. Love you guys. Tune in to some of our other podcasts here uh, on the Griffcast, as we mentioned. Uh, the Frozen Podcast is one of them. Listen to Peanuts and Cracker Jacks. Um, Off the Glass, another great one. Listen to the college football one, you know, the student section pod. Someone specials on that podcast as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So, for this next episode of the Over the Boards podcast, my name is Vinny Cristiano for Matt Duke, who good luck on his exam, and Jay Ashtown. Please join us next time. Have a great day. And also, Jay, would you like to say goodbye? Good night. Good night. Thank you.